Hello, this is Dr. Tia Barnes, and welcome to the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast, where we will talk all about the SEL, or social-emotional learning, in self-care. This podcast is for educators, parents, and caregivers of children and youth. Each week, we will talk about your well-being to put you in a better space to support the well-being of the children in your life. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So I am taking a sigh, and I'm hoping that you all are too, that the election season is finally over. And, you know, for some of you, I'm sure you're very happy with the results. For others, you may not be so happy. But the good thing is we are out of that anxious, tense waiting period. We're out of the constant social media back and forth with people we love, with those that we may not even know. And we can hopefully move forward as a nation and as a community and even within our families. So I hope that, you know, you as a listener, you as someone that possibly lives in the U.S. is in a good space this week as we move forward with the year, move into the holiday season and get ready for the new year in just a few months. Hopefully 2021 will be so much better than 2020. So today I wanted to talk to you all a little bit about this idea of listening to your body. And I wanted to just start off, I guess, with an update on myself and some of the things that I've been doing. So I've told you in the past about my morning routine and how I was trying to get back into my morning routine of waking up at about 5.30, taking some time to do some journaling, possibly some meditation on some occasions, and then exercising. And one of the reasons that I was getting up at 5.30 was because that was the time that I found that I could typically get up before any of my children got up. I have a almost two-year-old now. And for her, she still doesn't have necessarily a set time or she has a range in terms of when she typically wakes up. So it's typically between like six and sometimes seven, depending on the day or after seven. And so I was able to, you know, more or less, I guess, look at it over a couple weeks and realize that if I get up at 5.30, I could at least have 30 minutes to myself. And so I have been beating myself up for some time now because that wasn't working out over the last couple months. And I just get really down on myself about it. I'd call myself lazy. I'd make promises to myself that I wasn't going to keep in terms of waking up at that time the next day. And one of the big reasons that I have not been getting up at 5.30 is because, as I've mentioned before, my wonderful mother-in-law is here helping with the kids and she's an early riser. And so she's been getting up with them in the mornings. And so there's really no reason for me to necessarily get up at 5.30 because I can still get up and still do my journaling and things like that and exercise before starting the day because there's another adult here that's helping with the kids in the morning. And 
So at first I was still fighting that. I just more or less felt like as a mother, this is something I need to do. I feel guilty when I don't wake up with the kids or I felt guilty. And I feel like I'm not accomplishing something, some goal I've set for myself by not getting up at 5.30. And then about a couple weeks ago, maybe like two, three weeks now, my mother-in-law left for a week (laughs) and I was back to being the sole parent here um, in the mornings and having to get up with my toddler and one of my two older children because one of them went to visit my mother-in-law. And I realized then in trying to get through that week, it brought me back to the fact that for up until my mother-in-law came about 20 months, I had been waking up in the middle of the night, some nights with the kids. Of course, for the most part, that whole first year before my now toddler got to a place where she had some sort of rhythm for me to even think six o'clock would work. It was just getting up at whatever time she got up. And so it made sense that at this point, I was finally getting some solid, consistent sleep, and I didn't want to get up at 5.30. And it brought me back to this idea of, Tia, why aren't you listening to your body? Why are you so set on making sure that you meet this goal that you've created for yourself that honestly just seems very arbitrary and it really isn't doing anything for you. If I get up instead of 5.30, and guys, I'm talking about getting up at the latest like 7, 7.30 during the week. 7.30, I think is pushing it. Getting up by like 7 during the week. And even if I get up at 7, I'm still able to journal. I'm still able to exercise. I still get to spend time with the kids before They start their um, virtual learning and I start doing some of the things I need to do for work. And so it really didn't make sense for me to be beating myself up about this. And it got me thinking about this idea of how many of us do things just because we feel like we need to or just because we, in some cases, are stubborn instead of listening to what our bodies need in the moment. And in this moment, my body needs sleep. And so sleeping that extra hour and a half has been so beneficial to my mood. It's been so beneficial just to me being able to be productive during the day. And when I need to go back (laughs) to getting up at 530, I'll do that. But I am just coming to that realization and taking away the blame and the negative feelings that come along with not listening to my body and instead trying to push through anyway. So our bodies are aware of everything that we need. Unfortunately, over time, though, we may learn not to listen to our bodies, whether it's around what foods we should eat, what times you know, we're hungry versus we're not. We may stop listening to our bodies about sleep. And we may just say, if I can get this much sleep, that'll be fine for me to function 
for example, instead of actually sleeping because your body is tired, we may not listen to our bodies around exercise. Or at certain points in our life, we may even ignore our pain that our body is showing us. And we override what our body says and instead do what we think is best. So what does this look like? For example, you may eat at just pre-scheduled times instead of checking in with yourself and saying, am I really hungry right now? You may also do things like not getting enough sleep so that you can take care of work or other responsibilities. You may not move or exercise even though your body feels sluggish and you know that by just simply getting up and walking around for a bit, you would actually feel more awake. Instead of doing that, you may just say, "Mm, I'll just have another cup of coffee and I won't take out that 10 minutes to walk because I need to focus on my work. And so in doing that, we... Over time, as we consistently and consistently do this, it's more or less like we lose our connection to our bodies in the way that we had before. So imagine if someone's talking to you and consistently saying your name and asking, you know, trying to get your attention and you're never paying attention to them. At some point, that voice is, they're either going to stop or that voice is just going to be quieted. And so that's more or less what we do to our bodies when we don't pay attention to what our bodies are telling us that they need. And I understand that there are times where we can't just give our body everything it needs for a variety of reasons. So this week I've been going to a virtual conference that's pretty much been, or a workshop I should say, that's pretty much been from about 11 to 6 in the afternoon uh, most days. And they have built-in break times. And Sometimes that break time falls around when I typically have lunch. Sometimes it's about 30 minutes before I would typically have lunch. And so when that's happened, I've, of course, had to adjust my eating schedule or adjust. I'm not going to necessarily say a schedule, but adjust when I eat. So though I don't typically get hungry at 1130, if that's the time that I have a break, then I'm going to eat something because my next break isn't going to be till three o'clock, for example. And so that may be the case for you. Maybe you have a set lunch time. I know that for a lot of people, they're virtual right now. And so it's a little bit more up in the air. But typically, perhaps you have a set lunch time. And so you always eat at that time. And so there are going to be cases like that that you can't necessarily make changes to. But I'm talking about making changes in areas that you do have some level of control over. And even though you may not feel that you do, I really want you to take the time to really consider it and consider why you're doing certain things, why you have certain routines, and are those routines actually good for you where you currently are? And are there ways that you can go about those routines where you're still honoring and listening to what your body wants? So also consider this in light of your goals and you trying to move forward and get things done. I'm sure that if you're someone that is listening to this podcast around self-care, you're likely very much a giver. You're likely someone that is very focused on reaching their goals, hence why you've gotten to the point where you may not 
have made self-care that priority. And so if that's the case, I also want you to take some time to consider how you setting certain goals um, has affected your self-care. And in what ways can you either slow down in terms of what the goal is? Maybe you don't reach it in quite the same timeline that you initially set or even considering, is that a goal you really want? Because I think sometimes we set goals because we feel like it's just the thing we're supposed to do. Kind of like me and waking up at 5.30. If you were to do a different goal or not focus on that goal, it really wouldn't you know, be to your detriment. And so really take some time to consider that as you think about, are you in fact listening to what your body needs and actually not just listening, but then giving your body what it needs. So I read a quote on Twitter the other day that really got me thinking about this topic. And it said, burnout exists because we've made rest a reward rather than a right. And let me say that one more time because I think it needs to be said. Burnout exists because we've made rest a reward rather than a right. So think about, are you one of those people? So do you take breaks only if you meet certain goals? What about only exercising when things calm down at work? Or only going to the doctor if something really, really hurts? We've got to stop this, guys. You deserve better. So if you really believe that you deserve better, I'm going to challenge you to do one of these things this week to start listening more and honoring your body. First, I'm going to suggest that you take some time to check in with yourself. So remember we talked about mindfulness a while ago? Yeah, this is going to fall into that category of mindfulness. Mindfulness isn't necessarily a set thing. It doesn't necessarily mean you're meditating, but I do want you to set a timer for a few times during the day that you can, or a reminder, I should say, not necessarily a timer, but set a reminder. And then when that reminder goes off, just take a moment and take some deep breaths and then think about how you're feeling in that moment. How do you feel physically? How do you feel emotionally? And over time, you may notice certain patterns come up and you can use that information, how your body is feeling, what thoughts are going through your mind to help you in trying to troubleshoot some of the things that you can do to just help make your day-to-day life healthier. I'm not going to even say necessarily better, but just make it healthier, make it a healthier environment for yourself. The second thing that I'm going to suggest is that you parent your body. Yes, I'm going back to parenting again and parenting yourself. So go back to those basics. As you're taking this time to check in with yourself, ask yourself questions like, am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I cold? Do I need a break? And find ways that you can work these things into your day. Yes, we all have jobs. Yes, some of us have jobs that go way over the 40 hours that we are supposed to work. Some of us have multiple jobs. And I understand that, you know, 
work is really a part of our livelihood. So it's not necessarily something that you can just blow off and go take these extravagant breaks. And I'm not suggesting that, but I am suggesting that you at least take a few minutes, just go on a five minute walk around your office or around your house and then come back, sit down and go back to it. But if your body needs a break, give it that break, please. I also want you to reflect on how certain activities make you feel. So for example, when you exercise, how does it feel? What about if you try a new exercise? How does that feel? And use all of this as information that you can then tap into. For example, if after you exercise, you feel amazing, but you are like me and it's a struggle sometimes for you to actually engage in the exercise, you will have that knowledge. So like for me, that is honestly what gets me up some days to go and exercise. There's some days where I am motivated and I get up and I just want to do it. But there are other days that I have to tap into that and say, you know, when I exercise, I feel so much better. I have so much energy. I'm ready to take on the day. I'm less crabby. I don't yell at my kids as much, (laughs) whatever it may be. You want to make sure that you are actually tuning in and paying attention to how it affects you physically and mentally and using that information to make the choices that you make. The same can be said for things like, how do you feel when you talk to certain friends? Does it leave you in a worse mental state? And if so, how can you make changes there? Procrastinating, that's a big one for me. There are some times where I just feel overwhelmed and a task just seems like I cannot do this at this moment. And so again, going back to how do I feel when I procrastinate? I've done it enough that I have some data. And so when I really stop and think about it, I'm like, when I procrastinate, it makes the task feel even bigger. It feels even more overwhelming versus when I just take on just a little chunk of it to start. And so I try to base my actions on that because I've collected and reflected on how it makes me feel. You also want to consider this in terms of eating certain foods. So when you eat certain foods, how do they make you feel? When you eat fruits and vegetables, how do you feel? How do you feel when you eat comfort foods that may be so delicious, but at the end, perhaps they don't make you feel the way that you want to feel in that moment? And then you want to change things based on what you learn from your body. So use your body, what your body, what messages your body is giving you to help in making those decisions. Now, I'm not saying that there's never going to be a time that you're never going to procrastinate or that you're never going to eat comfort foods again or that, you know, you're going to exercise every single day of your life. But you do want to capture this information to help you in treating your body as well as you can knowing that there will be times where you're going to eat, you know, whatever fatty food you want to eat. And there are going to be days that you're going to say, eh, about exercising, go watch Netflix instead. But overall, when you look at it on an average, are you doing the things that are helping you? And are you honoring and respecting what your body says it needs? Finally, you want to make and keep regular checkups with your doctor. So first, Make sure you have a regular doctor. I say this as someone who I would say my first year here, I was still like checking out doctor's offices and I'd found one that was okay, but it took me a while to really settle on a doctor's office. 
and you may be in a similar boat. And depending on where you live, you may find that it takes quite a while to get that first appointment. So for me, it took months for me to actually get into the doctor's office and see them for that first time. But then once you're a patient, it becomes a little bit easier. And so don't make that one of the barriers for you. Go ahead when you're feeling good and you're feeling in great spirits and your body's in a good place, find a doctor then. And then that way, once you found the doctor, if you're unsure of something, if you either have pain or don't, if you're just like, eh, I just have these additional questions I want to ask, feel free and please do contact your doctor's office just to ask. I mean, I remember calling and just asking questions about COVID and trying to find out more, especially back in March, about, you know, pre-existing conditions and how would this affect me and what should I do in this situation? And it was so great to know that I had a specific office and a specific doctor that I could contact and just ask those questions of. And so I think in making that first step of establishing a doctor will help you and feeling more comfortable reaching out, even when it's not a big deal, you just kind of want to get something checked out. And I also encourage you to make the time to get those things checked out. I get, and I completely am sympathetic to the fact that for some of you, you may have positions or jobs where, you know, you're hourly. And so if you take that time off, you may not get paid. And so considering how you can work that out, whether it's that you find a doctor that does have patients um, on the weekends or trying to schedule appointments either before or after work. And so based on that as well, you may want to choose a doctor's office that is going to work with your work hours so that that no longer becomes a barrier and that way you can still listen to your body and do what you need to be in a better space. I also want to put this plug in terms of the doctor to not only be you going to the doctor for your physical health, but look at your body as a whole. If you are struggling mentally, if you are having any issues, if you're checking in with yourself and you note that every time you're checking in and you're asking yourself, how are you feeling? The primary emotion that comes up is sadness and that's continuing to happen over time. You can go to the doctor and and talk about that as well. That's something that you can reach out to your doctor's office and get more information to see if maybe you have signs of depression and if that's something that needs to be addressed. You also want to make sure that you're doing this if you note, for example, that you feel no pleasure. If over the day you ask yourself, how do you feel? And over time, the answer is just, eh, I don't know. I'm just here existing. And I bring this up because I was at that place at one point after I had my second daughter. It was just kind of like, I don't know. It's just, I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm just kind of apathetic to it all. And that is also something you can talk to your doctor about because that may be a symptom. And sometimes you're not sure of what all the symptoms are of certain mental health issues. And so it's important to talk with your doctors about that as well, and they can direct you into what would be possible next steps. So if after trying some of these strategies and trying to learn more about what your body's trying to tell you, trying to um, key in and take the time to listen to your body, you're finding that you are still struggling with this, whether it's that you're hearing what your body's saying, but you are just 
ignoring it purposely or you're trying to hear what your body's saying, but you, you're not hearing anything, then I would suggest that you see a therapist. And one of the reasons why is because challenges like trauma or having certain mental health conditions like depression or anxiety can cause you to shut off from yourself. In a sense, you're numb to your emotions. And in another sense, you've more or less detached from them. And so I would suggest that if that's the case with you, that you at least set up an initial appointment to talk to a therapist, let them know what's going on and see if what the professional says. Like maybe they say, you're fine. There's no need for us to set up a consistent meeting. Or perhaps they say, you know, yeah, I think this is definitely something we can work on together as part of therapy. Because of COVID, I think more than ever, therapy is so much more accessible because many people have moved to online services. And so you can usually find a therapist that can meet you via video conference and you could just talk with them from the comfort of your home. You don't have to travel anywhere. And You can go into like a private space, Uh, I mean, your car, you can go in a particular room, depending on, you know, your living circumstances, you find a place that's most private for you, but it provides that opportunity. And in some cases, it's increased the amount of hours that therapists can work because they're now in a space where, because they're at home, they may reconfigure their hours in a way that if the issue is that you didn't have enough time or or your hours conflicted with what the therapist that you've reached out to's hours are, you may want to just revisit that and see if maybe they now have hours that would work for you. And just going back again to the overall idea and the overall message that I want to put out there. I feel like this is one of the quotes that I use over and over and over again for myself. And I want to share it with you all as you consider this idea of listening to your body and moving beyond just trying to meet goals or trying to make other people happy. Know that you are enough. And let me go back and explain this a little bit, because I think what this may come off as is the only reason that I'm not taking care of myself is because I'm trying to work or the only reason I'm not taking care of myself is because I'm trying to make my family happy or make other people happy by doing these things for them. And I know in some cases and in a lot of cases, actually, especially for mothers, the reason that we actually give is that we're not taking care of ourselves because We need to or we have to do X, Y, and Z. So I want you to reel that back a little bit and reconsider of the X, Y, and Z that you have to do, what are some things that you can either give to someone else or what are some things that you could feasibly pull back on, feasibly pull back on. Like for me, And these months of keeping this idea of having to wake up at 5.30 and now realizing, no, my body needs sleep. This is what I need to focus on right now. What are some things that maybe you are having some blocks about that you can really reconsider in this moment to give your body what it needs? So again, I'm not talking about you just giving up all your responsibilities and just living your best life. 
But what I am saying is we need to take care of ourselves. You are enough. That was the quote that I was going to mention. You're enough. You deserve it just where you are right now. You don't deserve rest after you've been a great mother. You don't deserve rest after you've, you know, met some work goal. You don't deserve rest after you've lost X number of pounds. You don't deserve rest after you've exercised for 10 days or whatever it may be. You deserve rest now. You deserve all the things that are good for your body now. And so please take some time this week to listen to your body and create a plan to help you to do those things that your body needs so that you can be the best person you can be for those around you. That way you can be a role model and you're teaching your children, you're teaching your students, you're teaching your other family members how important it is for them to listen to their bodies and take care of themselves. As always, please take care of yourself and I look forward to talking to you all next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please visit drtiabarnes.com for show notes. And while you're there, feel free to leave a note. I'd love to connect. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to ColetteMcKenzie.com for providing podcast management services for this show. See you all next week. And as always, take care. Take care.